This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. This is Taylor Stevens, New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers. And this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking riding in the butt one word at a time. And those of you who are, for those of you who are particularly sharp-eared, you may notice that Taylor sounds exactly the same way that she did last week. That is because as we were about to wrap up, um, we realized that the show after last week's show would be right in the middle of Taylor's events. And we wouldn't have a show. So we decided we'd just record something quickly where we're not really kicking writing in the butt. But I have a topic that we'll, we'll cover that will be quick um, and, and maybe useful for people. And I have not talked to Taylor about this at all. Yeah, so, so you might be having way too much faith in it being quick, Steve. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> So as you know, as, as listeners know, I read a lot, and I read a lot of um, indie, indie books. And one of the big things, not just for indie authors, but for all authors, is to build a mailing list. And a technique for building a mailing list for indie authors in particular is to give away a book. You know, maybe something that you've written before or the first book in a series or something like that. And so I had, I'd read, I don't know, half a dozen books from this one author. And I saw at the back of the book, oh, sign up for my email list and I'll send you this book. And the book looked appealing to me. And so I thought, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I was probably on her email list already. I don't know. And I got the book and I started reading it and it was awful. It was something that she had written a decade ago and had gone in and just tried to update the technology a little bit. And so every so often there would be a smartphone and then 27 pages later it was a flip phone, that kind of thing. And the, you know, there was just, her writing is so much better now that it was, to a certain extent, it was interesting to see what it was like back then because the story was interesting. It just, the writing was so much different than it had been before. So the purpose of this is to say that if you're going to do that, really, really take a thorough pass at this manuscript that you're going to be giving away to make sure that it's it's consistent and because you're using it as as lead generation for to sell more of your books and if i had been someone that had only read one of her books i might not have ever read another one if after i read this one um but because i've read so much of her stuff it's you know it was like okay this is interesting and it it kind of gives us a really short topic for a show but it wouldn't have been that much more work for her, I think, to just go through and, and just do another, I don't, you know, another update draft where you're not head hopping quite as much and the technology is consistent and the, you know, the writing is at least close to what we as readers are used to seeing from you as an author. 
So uh, it, from, from a traditionally published standpoint, you don't really have anything. You can't go back and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the informationist because you don't have the rights to do that. So you can't go back and take your first book and give it away. And you also don't have the right to go back and rewrite the first book, I assume. I don't know. I guess we'll see how that plays out if I ever get my rights back. But right now, I don't think I could. Um, I it really interesting that the subject, though, to me, like I've never. But I know that I am not the normal reader in this regard. I've never signed up or I guess bought somebody's book after signing up on their mailing list and being intrigued by a sample of writing that they sent me for free. I, I have also never done that. And so that's, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm curious be, because we have a lot, of, a lot of people who might do that. So if you have done that, if you have gotten like a sample or a, a freebie and then went ahead and started buying stuff, uh, let us know in the Taylor Stevens fan club group because that, that would be an interesting but- discussion. Here's where it confuses me and it kind of breaks down for me. You said that you saw that in, um, it was in one of her books, right? Yeah. Yep. You got signed up for that. Mm-hmm. So you're already a fan of the author. So psychologically, from that perspective, anything that you get more from the author at that point is bonus. It's not going to encourage you to buy more books from the author because if you liked that author already, you would already go and buy more books from them. So the freebie is just really a way to get for them to get you on their mailing list. And the question for me at that point is why? What is their end goal? Because for me, if I link people to my mailing list, it's to establish a relationship with them so they can understand who I am as an author more than just the books. I can only write so fast. If all my mailing list is about is for people to buy a new book, like to get them to check out my other books, then that's a losing proposition for me because I'm a really slow writer. And especially now with my broke brain, I'm really, really, really slow. So For me, I ask myself, well, what what is the purpose? Why am I doing this? And for me, it's, it's really about making a connection with people on the other end to, to show them that I'm a real living, breathing human being and to let them into my world as much as I can. And then they'll let me into their world as much as they can. And, and it's more than just, here's my book, buy my book. I, I like having a mailing list because it allows me to at least let people know when there's a new book out. Uh, because in this day and age, that's the only way, really, to for for hardcore fans to to know it. But if somebody signs up to get a freebie, um, unless they really are already a fan of my work and they were looking for a way to be in contact with me so that they specifically could be alerted to new works that come out. I don't know that offering something free would make any difference one way or the other in terms of selling more books. I I doubt that it would for me. Oh yeah. And I agree in in your case, but in, in the case of a lot of indie authors where the whole game is to write volume, um, 
and in many cases over the course of multiple series, that's a it's a different scenario. And I remember one time. Now I I do know that I was on this author's mailing list and have been on it for a long time, because I remember getting an email several years ago saying I've written this standalone book and here's what it's about. And I thought, oh, that looks good. And I went out and bought the book and and I enjoyed it. And that was it. I would never have, I wouldn't have seen the book on Amazon because I only read this one series from her. She writes a lot of other things that don't interest me. Um, So I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't been on the list. Uh, Another technique that I've seen work is for people who get like four or five books into a series and it's really starting to take off and then and that's when you really want to get people on your email list because they say you haven't made an effort um, prior to that. Um, one technique that I've seen work is to write like a little between the books story, a 20,000 word story or something like that, that, you know, something big that happened between the books but that doesn't impact, uh, let's say it's between books four and five, it doesn't impact book four or book five in any way. It's just something that's there, and you can allude to it in book five as a way of getting people to go back and, and look for this thing that they can only get directly from you, and they can only get by being on your mailing list. But that that becomes part of the indie author volume distribution plan and, and not something that would work, I don't think, in your case. But I see what you're saying about if you're going to send somebody a freebie, make sure that it's a to your actual quality because the last thing you want to do is scare away the people who do come, you know, people who do sign up, you don't want to scare them away and then make them decide not to buy any more books. Yeah. In in the case of this one author, I suspect it's a mistake to have done it the way she did it. Um, You know, who knows? I'll probably see her sometime at an event and I'll ask her about it. And, um, and find out how it worked. And, and I'll, I'll actually look to see if she changes uh, what she's doing um, in, in terms of what the freebie is because uh, she may decide that that wasn't the best plan or maybe it's working really well for her. It just, it, it, it was surprising to me um, that someone would do that because she obviously made the effort to go back through it and change some things, but it was like spot checking, looking for things instead of actually going through and, you know, spending a, a week edit. redoing yeah. the manuscript or something. So, so anyway, I have a question about. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, this we were well, we didn't really have a, have a topic, about, so this was this was it. Mailing lists in general. Uh-huh. So, like back in the, like, I still am a proponent of having mailing lists because I believe that as an author, that is the only only guaranteed way, and even then, it's not super guaranteed that you have to communicate directly with your audience. So I'm not at all saying it's not worth it. But I'm wondering in this day and age if it's as effective as it once was because 10 years ago or even eight years ago, it was not super common. And now you can't get to any website without a sign-up link punching you in the face within the first however many seconds of being there. And in many cases, and this isn't just with authors, it's with any retail establishment that you purchase from online, just making an order from them automatically, even if you try and opt out, it's going to send mess. You're going to start getting mail mail in. And it's almost like we're so information overloaded in this day and age. 
Um, it never stops. It's incessant. It, it bombards us. And it's almost like self-preservation. Your brain is like, ignore, 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 ignore. And I think the challenge for authors who do have mailing lists is not, how do you not be part of that ignore, 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 and, and separate yourself from that to where people actually want to open up your emails. I don't really necessarily know the answer to that, but my question is, am I the only one who's seeing the difference, and is it even sustainable for the long term? Is more everybody does one thing, the less effective it is in, in any industry, and I was just wondering if you had opinions on that. I, I do, and uh, Really, the minute you started saying it, you, you started out by saying, I wonder if it's still as effective. And the answer is, of course, no, it's not still as effective because, as you so rightly pointed out, everyone is doing it now. And it's even from just an author perspective, author only, if you just discounted every other thing that, that we subscribe to or our who, companies who wind up with our email addresses and send us things um, – I think we all go through the same process where it's like, okay, I really want to get emails from Taylor. So I sign up for the email list, and then it's like, oh, I like this book. I want to know when the next book is coming out. So we sign up for that email address or that that email list. And all of a sudden, we've done that to 20, and you're getting so much stuff coming in that you say, I'm going to go and set up a different email account just for these things that come in. And then I won't have to check it and I won't get bombarded with this stuff. And then four years later, there's so much stuff coming to that email account that you don't even look at it anymore and you just don't see it at all. And yeah. the thing that's, that's happening now that's new and right now it's only some really high-profile internet marketers who are doing this is text message marketing. And it's kind of expensive for now, but it's a way of cutting through the noise. So, for example, if, if, there were, if there were an author who I desperately wanted to know every time there was a new book, I would sign up for a text messaging kind of thing because I know I would see it or I'd be far more likely to see it um, than I would if it was email or on Facebook or you know, however many other ways you can let people know. Um, but I mean, that'll, that will, over the course of the next couple of years, that's going to burn more, out really fast too. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's, it's a way for hardcore fans to say, yes, I want this information. I think of myself and like, I get a lot of author emails, not because I signed up for them, but because for some reason people think that if they met me at a conference, that is enough to sign me up, which I think technically counts as spam, but I, you know, I don't want to be impolite or anything, but I end up, I get quite a number of author emails and I find out that I find myself, um, that there's some that I've actually, I will open them and I will read them. Uh, not because I think they're my friends or I really want to know what's up with them, but because they, they're very authentic and they write about stuff that matters to them. And it's not just, Hey, let me tell me, tell you about my book and whatever. And I, I, I don't want to connect me personally. And I know that I'm just a data point of one, but me personally, I, I, I'm, I'm so not interested in connecting with just marketing type stuff. 
there, I think there's this desire to connect with real human beings. And when somebody's authentic, I'm like, tell me about all your mess ups. I want to read about those. Not because I want to gloat, but because I'm human and I mess up all the time. And it's really nice to know that I'm not the only one out there that struggles. <laughs> and I wonder, am I alone in that? Are there other people out there that feel the same way? Well, I'm sure there are. I, I have a friend, I may have talked about this before, um, who is a master of writing email messages to her to her readers. And those email messages, because she writes uh, romantic humor, um, the humor in her email messages matches up perfectly with her book. So it's, it's a way. Yeah, of, I love that. That's, that's, that's authenticity in its own way. Yes. And it works, it works really well for her. And she's also not a fast writer. She's a, like a one book a year writer as well. And, but for me, because I read as much as I do, all I want to know is the new book is out. And if there were a okay. service that I could subscribe to or, or a website that I could just go to and say, these are the authors that I want to know when new books come out, I would... That's kind I, of what BookBub does. Yeah, except BookBub link, links it together with all this other crap. And so eventually you wind up just ignoring all of the BookBub emails, or I do. Hmm. I do. I have found, okay. and I, this is terrifying to me, um, as as someone who's in the, in the writing business, um, I find that the best place to learn about new books is by following authors at Amazon. When you click that follow button, Amazon will let you know that they have a new book out about a week after the, the, the book comes out, and they are better at it than anybody else. I'm more likely to see that message than anything else. I don't understand why more people don't take advantage of that, even if they don't buy their books on Amazon. Well, yeah. I mean, people should do that. But what's terrifying for authors is that if I, as a reader, am, am, have a better chance of learning about your book through Amazon than from you, then there's something right? that's not right. And you, you I, just, I'm with you, you know, we, we, yeah. we cannot, as, as an author community, outsource everything to Amazon. No, I, I agree, because eventually it would be like, oh, do you want readers to be able to follow you? Now you have to pay a $2 a month fee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's eventually the direction it's going to go once they build up a service like that, you know, so. Well, I mean, oh, this, this was discussion. an interesting discussion. We didn't kick anything in the butt today, but uh, we do know that while you're listening to this, Taylor is going between different author events and, and planning and plotting for that. So we will be back in your ear next week with a new show uh, where we do kick writing in the butt. We thank you for listening to us ramble uh, on, on this week's episode. Thanks for being here, guys. See you next week. <laughs>